0: Hey everyone, it's Brendan here from Cookville Ghost Hunters. Have you ever wanted to create your own podcast, but didn't have the money or time into researching it? If you answered yes to any of those questions, then Anchor is your answer. Anchor is a free podcasting application where you can create your own podcasts with some creation tools that allow you to record and edit from your computer, and even your phone. You can also make money off of them with no minimum listeners required. They'll even distribute your podcast so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to Anchor today. Hey everyone, it's your host Brandon here, and welcome back to another episode. Before we discuss this episode, I would like to say thank you to those who are listening, and I greatly appreciate the support you all have given me. It takes more effort than what I originally thought to produce episodes that aren't complete trash. As I get better at recording, the quality of episodes will drastically improve. I also wanted to inform you all of some technical difficulties that we're experiencing. Some of you might have noticed the second episode, Types of Hauntings, is not on Apple Podcasts. At the time of this recording, Apple is experiencing major delays with new episodes. I use Apple Podcasts when I listen to other podcasters, so I wanted to inform you all that our episodes are current on Spotify google podcast, and anchor. I will inform everyone in the upcoming episode once this issue with Apple has been resolved. As always, if you enjoy this episode, please give us a five-star rating on whichever directory you listen to us from. Two more things before we start this episode. I've decided to upload episodes on Tuesdays. I'm aiming for weekly uploads, as I mentioned in the previous episode. I've been trying to find a more consistent uploading schedule, and this is the best I've thought of. And lastly, I was going to publish an episode this coming Tuesday. And this particular episode will be the first in a new series. I decided to postpone it because it doesn't quite meet my standards yet. This decision will give me more time to work on it. With all that out of the way, let's get into today's topic. Equipment for beginners and tips. Uh, Ghost hunters rely heavily on their equipment to capture evidence of the paranormal. There's literally hundreds of different equipment. So for this episode, we'll dive into basic equipment and generally how they work. If you're a seasoned investigator, great. If you're a beginner or haven't started yet or just have an interest in this sort of stuff, this episode is for you. At a later date, I will go over more advanced equipment as we gain more experience, but for now we'll stick with these four. Starting off is the EVP recorder. Almost everyone knows what EVP stands for, but for those who don't, it means Electronic Voice Phenomenon, or Spirit Voices. Recorder's price varies greatly. When we first started the group, I priced different equipment from different websites. Uh, Staples and OfficeMax do sell recorders and their prices were around $50. Like I'm, I remember seeing one that was like 40, about $40. Then I saw another one that was 70, just depending on how much internal storage the recorders contain. People who purchase these recorders for uh, non-paranormal related things use them during uh, business meetings or class lectures. As I said, most of them have storage built in without needing a external memory card. Mine in particular is the Olympus EVP recorder, which I purchased off of Ghostop's website. My recorder has 4 gigabytes of internal storage which basically means I can record up to, I think it was a thousand hours, without needing more storage. Many groups capture the best evidence using these recorders. This device captures voices that people normally couldn't hear. But with all that said, let's ask the big question. Are they necessary? I'll answer that question based on my opinion. If you're a beginner or you're just going to a ghost hunting event and you don't have a lot of money, your smartphone will work just fine. My first and second visit to the Thomas House Hotel during a weekend hunting event, I captured very clear EVPs using the Voice Memos app on my iPhone. In terms of a legitimate team to look more quote-unquote professional, I'd recommend buying actual recorders. Um, I'll go and mention that all the items that I discuss in this episode, uh, I will provide links to each of them in the show notes so that you all can check it out for yourselves. But uh, personally, the selling point for me, which was my Olympus Recorder, this one specifically had live listening, and the internal storage was, I think, four yeah four gigabytes. Um, if you're buying equipment on a more strict budget, I'd recommend Staples or Office Max. Uh, as I said, searching through Staples' website, um, the average price was. About forty to fifty dollars, if I remember right, and uh, Office Depot's website—they're pretty much priced the same. So it's just um, dependent on which company or brand you like the most. A uh, general rule of thumb when capturing audio evidence is asking questions, questions such as "Who are you?" Uh, "What's your name?" And how did you die are very basic questions. In my experience, I didn't capture a lot of EVPs by asking questions like those I previously mentioned. I found having regular conversations with team members worked better. I was once advised by an investigator from another team that some spirits don't like being ignored. When you go from the spirit being the center of attention to another person, either a team member or a guest with you. Um, EVPs tend to be captured while you talk. When you do this, always be sure your recorder is on. The last thing you want to happen is you hear a Class A EVP, which basically is like a highly... Intelligent response and you didn't get it recorded. If your goal is to capture audio evidence from a specific spirit or entity, then you could ask questions specific to that particular spirit, such as which room did you die in? If they lived in like a house or a hospital, uh, what's your last name? And other questions. ...that you can direct at that one spirit. If you're dealing with negative energy or demonic spirits, uh, just leave. <laughs> I I mean, that's... Yeah, especially with demonic spirits, just leave. Just go someplace else. Uh, The next piece of equipment on our list is the uh, EMF meter. Also known as the electromagnetic field meter or magnetic frequency meter. It's commonly believed that spirits give off their own electromagnetic field, which is exactly what this device detects. Expect um, more things than just spirits to go off this type of field. Uh, Electricians can use this type of device to detect if outlets are receiving power. Uh, This theory can be tested if you put those meters by a wall outlet. Uh, Spirits can also give off this field. Oh, my words, Uh, not not spirits, uh, phones. Gosh, I need a script. Uh, Phones can give off this field, which the meter can also detect. A personal story I have is I was testing out my equipment. I listened to music using my uh, Bluetooth earbuds. When I turned on my meter, it started going crazy which um, kind of made me uneasy. Uh, I then thought that the device was detecting the connection between my phone and my headphones. Once I disconnected my headphones, my meter didn't detect anything. Uh, My meter in particular is called the Rook EMF meter. The more popular meter is called the K2 EMF meter. If you're shopping on a budget, I did find that Walmart's website had one for sale. I would have to purchase it myself and uh, test out to see how legitimate it is. But it was priced at $26, which was, it's it's very cheap. Uh, Links to all the devices will be provided in the show notes. In regards with EMF meters, uh, many investigators... Especially those you see on TV, they use them incorrectly. When you're walking down a hallway or you're in a room, uh, waving them around in the air isn't exactly how you get results. Many people confuse EMF meters with MEL meters, which I'll explain later in another episode. I found personally that placing a meter down somewhere And asking for a spirit to touch it yields better results than waving in the air and hoping you get something. Uh, Before you use the meter, I turn it on, of course. And uh, put it next to either an outlet, if the location you're in has power. Or put it beside your phone to make sure that it's detecting correctly and it's not malfunctioning. Uh, As I previously mentioned, I have the Rook EMF meter. It does the same thing as the K2, but how they display different levels of electromagnetic energy is different. So the K2 has all the little lights ranging from, like, green to uh, red. Uh, The level of energy you get will be shown by the lights. So if you have a high frequency, of course, the red light will be on. And if there's nothing, then it's just the one green light. With mine, the middle part of the light will start to like flash. And as you get closer to a high frequency area, all the bars start lighting up and it will actually make a noise. Uh, It's just solely dependent on your preference. But before I forget to mention it, be sure you have plenty of batteries for my gear if either of my equipment can be recharged i have a power bank for that item my camcorder uh, my spirit box and my uh, response device are all rechargeable so i have three power banks with me for my equipment that isn't rechargeable uh, such as my evp recorder my EMF meter, and my uh, thermal imaging camera, I had purchased rechargeable batteries for them. Uh, Getting to the third piece of equipment we'll talk about, this one is debated on if it actually works. That is a spirit box. So what a spirit box is, it's this device that has the ability to uh, scan through either FM or AM radio frequencies. And uh, in between the static or the white noise, it said you can hear voices of spirits. So a little uh, thing about the spirit boxes is, depending on which one you get, it will stay on a radio station for like half a second or quarter of a second. So some believe if you get responses that are, like, more than one syllable, that spirit box has swept through maybe three or more different stations to capture that one word. So, I mean, take it with a grain of salt or believe what you want to believe. Um... If you've seen our episode of The Witch's Cemetery, then you saw firsthand what a spirit box does. Mine in particular is called the S Box Spirit Box. It's personal preference on which frequency you choose to scan, but I use the AM frequency just because less stations broadcast on AM. I do get some still use AM, but less use AM, if you understand what I mean. Uh, While we investigated the cemetery, I did not get many voices, even though I asked several questions. Uh, This piece of equipment, I don't believe it's mandatory to have. I really don't. It's really cool, but I don't believe you need to have one. So if you're on a budget, you could purchase this equipment later. If your spare box allows you to insert an SD card to record, I would do it uh let's see going to um walmart i think the sd card i purchased was a 32 gigabyte card for um i think ten dollars somewhere around there uh, on ghostop's website they sell a 32 gigabyte sd card but it's 34 dollars as i uh previously mentioned just do your research and shop around In terms of methods, I use my spirit box very similar to an EVP recorder, meaning I ask specific questions. uh, While using the spirit box, I will also use my EVP recorder, and I will also record using my phone, so that if I do get any evidence, there are three different devices that capture the evidence. So if I lose one for whatever reason, I got two as a backup. But that's just me. Uh, Some people believe you hear words that you want to hear. So I ask questions coming at it unbiased, basically. So I don't know what to expect. I can't mention this enough. Do not antagonize ghosts. This is my opinion, a tip I'm giving... But investigators go into locations where ghosts are confined. They can't leave. And people going there and antagonizing them, it it may give you evidence. It might. But there's also a possibility you could get scratched, be pushed, uh, get your hair pulled. Or the best part, have something follow you. That's happened before. Um, uh, I might sound a bit hypocritical, but I'd only antagonize ghosts that deserve it. Which, it's not often. Uh, but like, a, let's say a ghost that is known and documented to push people, scratch others, pull hair, uh, generally being a jerk. I'll call that ghost out. I don't care. But ghosts that are known to be passive and not harm, harm others, oh god, I can't speak, um, then I would antagonize that. I would not antagonize that particular spirit. Oh, I really need a script. Um, Another personal experience I've had with the S-Box is after I purchased my kit online, I bought it up, or like I brought it with a conversation with my dad. Uh, He told me that occasionally while he'd be watching TV, he would see a shadow dart from the front door to my room. Believe me, it's a car driving by, he wouldn't pay much attention to it. So I decided to use um, the box in my room. Every time I use it, I record a video of what happens using my phone, and I still have this video. I had asked the box if there was anyone with me. I heard a voice, but couldn't make out what it was saying. I explained that since I didn't know its intentions, that I wanted whatever it was to go away. Uh, Crystal clear, a uh, voice came from the box saying hurt. I believe it was trying to say like that hurt my feelings. Uh, After a minute or so, I asked if it was still here. I heard a sound, kind of like a uh, confirmation, like "Mm mm-hmm, or like I'm still here kind of thing. And I demanded that it leave and not come back. A few seconds later, after I said that, a different voice from the box said got it both voices were very clear it was also something i noticed uh the voice that said hurt sounded like a woman's voice while the voice that said got it sounded like a man kind of weird but whatever uh before going into the last equipment i wanted to address the estes method y- personally you can't talk about spirit box without mentioning the estes method uh, I'll give this method its own episode and go more in depth with it but basically it involves plugging in noise cancellation headphones into a spur box. You can use either the SB7, the S-box, or any other type. The headphones are said to cancel out the static or white noise and the person who wears the headphones is said to hear the voices of spirits. This one I personally haven't tried out but when I do I will upload its own podcast episode, so keep a lookout for that. Uh, Now finally, on to our last equipment, and that is a video recorder, or camcorder, whichever you prefer. You all know that saying, Uh, if it wasn't recorded, it never happened. Well, I kind of took that saying literal when I purchased my camcorder. Uh, Not every camcorder is the same. So I would advise research before deciding on which one to buy. I'd highly recommend a infrared, basically night vision, so you you can see in complete darkness. The price of camcorders range insanely. I saw one online uh from Amazon that was like $70. Uh but then I found one on Walmart for $25. So uh, using these two as an example uh, shows the uh, price range for camcorders. I guarantee you there's more that's much more expensive, but those were like the first two that I found. Uh, In a future episode regarding equipment, I'll go over the more uh, fancier devices, such as a thermal imaging camera, a, a SLS Connect camera, and more. Uh, I, I didn't want to go over those types since I just received my thermal camera last week. And I've yet to use the more flashier equipment since, well, of course, they tend to be more expensive. Uh, basically, I don't want to explain equipment that I haven't used before. My final recommendation is to go out investigations with an open mind, but don't believe everything you capture is paranormal. What I mean by that is uh, always try to debunk what you believe to be evidence. A voice you captured might have been one of your members playing a prank or a person on a different floor if you're not the only group in the building. Um, As I mentioned earlier, I went to a a weekend hunt uh, at the Thomas House. I had captured what I thought was a spirit voice, but later realized it was another guest that was on the floor below me. But uh, as always... I really hope everyone enjoys these episodes. Uh, without you all, this would not be a possibility. As I mentioned earlier, I am working on a new series, which is taking longer than I anticipated, and I didn't want to upload it being half-finished. So keep an eye out for that episode. If there's a topic you'd like me to uh, research and discuss, feel free to email us at cookvilleghosthunters@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can also go to our website, either by our show site on anchor.com, or search up c-k-v-l ghosthunters.wixsite.com forward slash ghosts. That's Wix, as in W-I-X, site.com. Once our website is completed and meets our standards, I'll purchase the domain to make it so much easier for you all to find. You can also find us on YouTube by searching up Cookville Ghost Hunters. Hopefully in the future, I can have the other members of the group to join or have guest speakers. But until then, I've been your host, Brandon, and I do hope every one of you has a fantastic day. Goodbye.